Hey, this is Greg Dulcich. You're listening to Roster Watch. Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined, of course, by Cody Carpentier here as we continue breaking down uh, some of these Senior Bowl wide receivers. I think we're pretty. I think we're pretty much through them, Cody. Well, I mean, we're 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 getting down to the getting down to the end here, and that's not to say that these players aren't um, these players aren't good. In fact, I think. Uh, one of these dudes is probably one of the best ones that we've seen so far before we get into underclassmen and stuff like that. So I guess you're uh, you're coming from parts unknown today. <laughs> where, where the hell are you this time, man, on your tour? I, I tried I tried to find the best background I could possibly find. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm in I'm in Tampa right now. The wife's on another interview. So she had uh, Tampa General uh, yesterday. So we're down here for a couple of days and then I'll make the trek back up and I'll be headed to Dallas on uh, Friday. Or, of course, for Shrine Bowl stuff, are is is are you going to see Byron in Tampa? Or are you guys just going to meet up and meet up in Dallas next week? We'll just meet up in Dallas. All right. Uh, he does. He, he acts like Tampa is so far away from from his from Sarasota. It's really super close. It, um, yeah, I was going to say the one day he did come up, it was like it was like forty five minutes. But it's it's just sometimes you hit the traffic bad. And, but yeah. All right. Nice. So. Nice. Um, this first guy that we're going to talk – so I want to get this dude just out of the way first. Um, this guy, Jaquan Jackson from Tulane, redshirt senior, foot uh, 185, unofficial. Um, and, look, it's – with this dude – so, all right, as far as, the, as far as the yards per route run, 2.31, which is – Fine, but just in context with some of these other guys that we've seen, like we talked about Lad McConkey, Malik Washington, um, Javon Baker, who we're going to talk about, Xavier Leggett, even to a certain degree, guys like Malachi Corley, Brennan Rice, just in the yards per route run, not really great as far as that's concerned. And just as far as the overall production, one of the least productive within the context of his offense, uh, 11% of the team receptions this last year, 15% of the team's receiving yards, 16% team receiving touchdowns. And it's like whenever you watch him and you watch some of these games back, you just think to yourself, well, he, to me it's – and like, like always, this could be something where we get to the senior bowl and he gets out there and he looks like some kind of Jaden Reed or something and we say, well, this – you know, we, we need to go back and revisit this. But to me, he looks like a kick returner. He looks like a dude who's there, who's going to be the first one up for kick returns. Um, as far as as far as a receiver, uh, some of the things that I had noticed here in watching back uh, three of his games, um, I think that the most honestly, Cody, I think the most impressive thing about him is that he broke out at age nineteen. So we can say that that's at least one you know that's one feather in his cap that we can you know at least point to a uh, very gifted punt and kick returner um good open field vision good top speed i'm not sure exactly what i think jaquan jackson's 40 times going to be would i be surprised if he ran a 441 i wouldn't be surprised uh, i also wouldn't be surprised if he ran a 451 but i think it's probably somewhere in that pocket um good like i said it's it's the open field vision that you like best with him but 
man, the, you know, this is a dude where four players on his own team had more receptions than he did in, in 2023. He is not a polished route runner. Um, and he's one of these guys where, you know, how we talk about some of these dudes like Brendan Rice and some of the others that we say, man, they just have, um, they, they just have, uh, uh, a, a knack for finding these open spots in the zone and kind of wiggling in there and and, and getting giving their quarterback some windows, making it easy on them. That's like the it's kind of the opposite of, of 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 what this guy does. He just doesn't seem as natural of a wide receiver as far as his ability to create separation with anything outside of top end speed. Uh, the problem is he played mostly exclusively out of the slot, and so I mean, if if you're looking at a at a slot sort of seam stretching type of option i think he could be interesting but for me he's probably at this point the guy that i'm least excited to see at the senior bowl this year that's just the way it is i mean all these guys are gifted they're all very talented they could be really good um but as far as my initial evaluation on jaquan jackson that's kind of that's kind of it Um, i'm you know as far as the nfl comparison i still don't really have one to this point um i I'm, I'm, I'm a bit flummoxed by this evaluation, and I know it's not very helpful to anybody, but to me, he looks like a dude who's going to be back there, the first one up working with the special teams coach from whatever, whether it's from whichever squad that he's in, the first one back there working on kick returns, punt returns during those special teams periods that um, – <laughs> we kind of tune out and go talk to our friends <laughs> during. So I don't know. Uh, you know what, what do you have to say about it just in, so- in general? Just a few notes on him was that the American national team, the rosters, the, the I guess you could say the depth charts came out type of a situation here for the Senior Bowl this week, and he is on the American team. So that's not the team that Bo Nix and, and Michael Penix are on the national team. The quarterbacks for the American team are Michael Pratt from Pratt from Tulane, uh, Joe Milton, Carter Bradley, Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, but Michael Pratt from Tulane, his well, quarterback connection. in college. Yeah. They'll have that connection and the receiving core. He's on the – I don't want to say worser two uh, groups, but the you know the the group that we aren't really personally our rankings aren't as high on. So the other team has Baker, Cowing, Walker, Wilson, Rice, all these guys. The American team where Jackson's at the the best player they have, I think, is Leggett at the receiver position. Then it's kind of the rest of the the group. So the situation will be good for him. Where Pratt's going to be there, and hold on, which one? A, hold on, which one is which? Which one's Walker again? Uh, Walker's the North Carolina kid. Oh, Devontae Walker. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yep, Devontae yep, Walker. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, so, so I think that that's a, that's an interesting connection there. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I was just going to ask you what your comp uh, thoughts were on him because I really didn't have ton a ton of thoughts. I haven't really done my research on Jackson yet, but I think that um, everything you kind of laid out there kind of resembles exactly kind of what um, the receiving core is at Tulane. So I didn't really have much. Yeah, um, uh, we're, we're getting it. Do you have any, like, I haven't looked at the offensive line yet. That's generally, I'll get down there and I'll, there'll yeah. be guys that I notice and stuff. Sean Roberts is asking out a fantasy position, but what O line, are, are there any O line guys from the, the, this event that you're interested in seeing beforehand? For me, it's generally I mean, yeah. out there and the ones yeah. that pop off are the ones that pop off. So definitely, definitely, there's, a, there's, there's definitely a couple that I want to look at. A uh, couple, you know, Cooper Beebe's going to be down there, but mainly it's these tackles oh, yeah. because it's, there's a, you know, there's conversations right now in the draft space, the mock draft space of, you know, upwards of literally seven or eight tackles being drafted in round one. I think Daniel Jeremiah is the, had is the, is, is the left tackle from BYU going to be there? 
Correct. So the left tackle from BYU, but he's not really in the conversation to be in round one right now. But Taliesin Fuega, who Daniel Jeremiah had top 15, is going to be there. Jordan Morgan, who's a first-round guy for him. Troy Fontenot is going to be there. That's all just on the national team by itself. So, um, And that's the but, Washington guy? Correct. And, the, and the Washington thing is, left is, tackle? Correct. And, but they also think he can play guard. They think he's a potential guard guy. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think just really it's just this whole tackle crew. Um, and, and then on the inverse, like this is, this is, this is a super, super, super talented uh, offense and defensive line group uh, from both sides, from both teams. And I think that this week, uh, you know, as much as, as much as we cover fantasy, Alex, and, and I know last year and the couple years prior, we've had Cody Mock, we've had Cole Strange and a lot of these guys, these nasty guys. Remember Olu Olotami from the center from Michigan, like guys that pop. Mm-hmm. I think this week is going to be a ton of just big, 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 hairy matchups between top 15, top 20 draft picks down there this week. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, that those the one-on-ones. Best, best, man. You're going to see like, I, so fun. I, I, I know we cover, you know, Texas real closely and stuff, but I, you know, it isn't just like the homerism yeah. or the, like the fact that we've been so exposed to these guys to say, man, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, these dudes are these dudes, these dudes, these these guys are pretty Sick. monstrous. So they're yeah. gonna they're gonna have some they're gonna have some. I mean, what Byron Murphy was number eleven to the Minnesota Vikings and Daniel Jeremiah's most most recent draft most most recent yeah. uh, I guess his first his first mock draft and we've yeah. heard scuttlebutt from all kinds of people over the last month or so saying that Murphy could be a top fifteen pick. So. Yeah. um yeah, man, it'll it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, as, as, as far as Jaquan Jackson, I feel like the jury is still a little bit out. I'm 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 honestly almost just going to wait until after the Senior Bowl to put up his his 2024 rookie preview over on Roster Watch, just because um, I, feel, I you know I feel like just watching the 2023 stuff, there just wasn't a whole lot of volume, and I just like to get yeah. a get a. It doesn't feel fair to the guy. We need yeah, to you know some of, the, some of these guys. You just need a different look at them. Some yeah. some some of the guys with the way they're used in their teams. They just need a different. They just need a different aspect of viewership and seeing them in these one off situations. And that's exactly why some guys who we're going to talk about next, like George Whittington, like there's guys in these situations where there's a lot of talent around them, or there's unforeseen builds, or the offensive scheme is different, and that's what this event right here shows you. So I'll take it right into Jordan Whittington right though. But Jordan Whittington, 6'1", 204 wide receiver from Texas, um, a, a, a very elite prospect coming out of high school, four-star uh, in 2019 out of Quero, Texas, attended Texas all all four years. And he was kind of the, 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 the feel, and I know Alex does a show for Orange Bloods. He writes for Orange Bloods, and I joined him on a show this year, and it was just a lot of – the feel for me around Whittington is that he became the Roshan of this group. He became the heart of the team. He became the lifeblood of it. And I think that that's kind of how it, it works. And when you look at the – the the yards per route run, which you brought up with Jaquan Jackson a minute ago, Whittington's at the bottom of the list, one point five two. But I think that that can be easily it's a miser- explained that's a miserable by one number. thing. Yeah, it can be explained bad. by one thing though. It is that how important he is to the team in the run blocking, how important he is to the team as lifeblood of just being there, being in the slot, and and just being a part of the team. Is that it, it's not always for him about catching the catching you know eight balls a game or you know, being the star with a hundred yards and things like this, things of that nature. It's just being in the right place at the right time, run the right route, doing the right thing. And I think that's one thing that um, I think we've learned uh, with his time at Texas, that he does, 
exceptionally well. Um, I think statistically his best games did come when the lights were the brightest, though. Oklahoma a couple times, Alabama, Washington. This is a culture builder. This is a guy you want in your team to build a culture, to do things the right way. Um, I think his his route tree is expansive. I think that it can continue to grow. I think he's a great framework of the football. He was fourth in the Big 12 with 13 missed tackles forced last year. Um, and, I, and I just think overall, Whittington's a guy that you're going to want on your team. 40 career games at Texas. He eclipsed 60 receiving yards just nine times. But those nine games, like I mentioned before, Oklahoma three times, TCU twice, Alabama, Washington. Um, he's as dependable as the other side of the pillow is what, kind of what I wrote. Um, I think Whittington, he, you know, he dealt with some, some nagging injuries the first three seasons. No, I mean, it was, it was a, he, was, he, was, he was MIA. I mean, he, yeah. just, he was just hurt, hurt, hurt. He, he, he was a ghost. People are like, when are we going to finally see, see Whittington? You know, it's like it, it wasn't until last year that he finally stayed healthy for a whole season. Yeah, so I mean that's what I'm saying. He 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 didn't play a full season for three years, and then the last two years he's missed zero games, and he's been you know a, a pivotal, I think a pivotal piece um, to this offense. Um, but in high school, he broke the Texas State record for rushing yards in a game with 334 yards and five touchdowns. That was held by Jonathan Gray, formerly of Texas, and uh, Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson, um, third youngest of ten kids. Willington Dell again. To me, it's, it really can just be explained is the statistics aren't there. He did finish with 1,700 yards in his career, um, but he's used as almost a Swiss, Swiss Army knife. And I think he'll be used as heavily heavily in the special teams area in the NFL right away. He'll be used as a guy that's probably going to start out as the fourth or fifth guy in your rotation, a wide receiver. But the thing is, is I think that there is potential and there's upside just in him in, in general to be, become a potential Adam Thielen type where he's just going to be used. Like I remember Adam Thielen, and this is always like my easy reference is these Vikings because I grew up on it. But when Thielen came in, he had back-to-back seasons with like 124, 174 receiving yards because he was used on special teams every play. And Adam Thielen came in at 24 years old uh, from Mankato, from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota kid. And the first play he ever made was a fake punt against the, the Green Bay Packers took it like 35 yards for first down to win the NFC North championship. And the second play he ever made was against the Carolina Panthers. It was like a blocked punt. He took back for a touchdown. Those are culture plays. Those are things that guys like Whittington make. Those are plays and opportunities that guys like Whittington are in, in the NFL and because they're grinders and they just stay and stay and stay and go. So he's not going to be at the top of the rankings when, when we come through here, but he's going to be a guy that when you look back, you're going to be like, yeah, maybe he was in the, in the low teens or maybe he was around 20 in the rankings. But when, 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 Five years from now, you look back, you go, yeah, it did make sense why we made it through. He's one of these dudes, like, um, and I always remember, I remember I was doing an interview from the Senior Bowl um, a couple a couple of a couple of years ago, and they were asking me about how, how you evaluate these, these quarterbacks that are there. And I said, you know, one thing, and it was during the time whenever Jalen Hurts was sort of coming out and making his run during that time of the season. And the you know they were saying like what what was your evaluation on uh, Jalen Hurts from the event and all this, and I said look with Jalen I discounted one thing and that's the fact you know he's another dude who I just had a ton of exposure to from just being down in down in Channel View you know his his, his, his dad's a coach down here, and I just man. I said, I'm not going to make the mistake anymore of not giving at least a little bit of credit to these dudes who live, breathe, loved football, right? Um, that uh, with Whittington, I can legitimately say of all the players that I've seen come through Texas since I've been doing this, you know, football evaluation stuff professionally, he's probably just my favorite dude. 
like my yep. favorite guy. Everybody, everybody loves Whittington. If you ask anybody about the locker room, the culture of this team, the culture that Steve Sarkeesian's built in year three to get Texas to the college football playoff, um, you know, Roshan Johnson was a big part of it. Bijan Robinson was a big part, sort of being the face of it. Those guys leave last year and Jordan Whittington just completely steps up into the, into the void and is the team's, you know, Lieutenant spiritual leader, uh, all the rest of it. The reason he got the invite to the senior bowl is because all the staff does is, I mean, the way that they talk about him to scouts is just saying, he's a guy that you need on your team. You know, you just want him on your team. This is, you know, it's, it, the on-field product is shaped a lot by, you know, I mean, this is, it is a workplace, you know, a football team in a locker room is, is, is a workplace. And he's the kind of guy you just want in your workplace. That's not to say he's not a good football player though. I mean, he, he's uh, like Cody said, elite prospect, a two-way prospect. So like he's, he's rushing for all these yards. He's catching for all these yards. He's making a bunch of picks playing safety, just a ball player that just, you know, loves it, loves it, man, loves it so much that you hear about the anecdotes from the people, um, the people down there in the, in the Cuero area and what Port Mansfield and all that, all that stuff. that's just right there. And I think not, not Port Mansfield. Um, oh gosh. What, uh, I, I can't think of it, whatever it is right there on the, on the water. Um, you, you hear that like he left his football practices in the morning during two days and he would go down to the middle school and go work out with the middle schoolers. And, you know, like he just, he, he just, he, he, he wanted to be around them. And like, you know, who in the middle of two days goes down and helps the coaches at the middle school go coach football. It's like, he's a, yeah. he's, he's, he's a robot. Um, he's also an incredibly, an incredibly just malicious blocker down, just a stock blocker downfield. And the thing that people always forget about Whittington is that, He's going to he's going to test in a way like he's going to open people's eyes up with with his athletic testing, especially once it gets size adjusted. He's going to test. What do you think he's going to run? Oh, I mean, I mean, he's been he's been timed. Well, he's been timed to Texas in the in the four fours. And but it's I I think it's more stuff. Yeah. And and I think it's more stuff like the vertical that he's going to that it's going to you know, his vertical is going to open up a lot of people's eyes. He's going to test really explosively. So, I mean, Whittington, he's obviously, you know, we're not going to go after him hard in dynasty rookie drafts unless he gets to a spot where it's like he's a better draft capital than we think. He's probably going to be day three. But um, I I, he's a dude. I mean, it's like if you're in one of these deeper leagues and, you know, you get to round five, I think you could do a whole lot worse. Than a guy like Whittington, if he were to fall to a fall to a spot where he could kind of come up and assimilate through through through, through special teams and through his integration with that uh, particular organization, because n- no matter where he goes, people are just going to love him. And when you love a guy like that, you're going to want to get him on the football field. I didn't have a lot of like I couldn't find a ton of like uh, o- open field like stretch runs where you could see him really open it up. I think that was my problem finding like a because it's all a lot of short area stuff. You know, there's a couple of fades where he goes up, but it, you don't see him really open it up. So that's good because I honestly, what my yeah, projection. I I I, th- I think your mic cable came a little bit out because it's uh, it, <laughs> yeah, you good now? Yeah, I think you're. I think you're better now. Um, all right, so that's 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 Jay Witt. We'll see how he tests. I mean, if he runs four fives, what? Gonna, you know, what? I was gonna say, can. can I was gonna say I I can can you know um I was gonna say my my projected forty for him was not good I I have him as a as a fifth round NFL draft grade and my comp was Kendrick Bourne um but I had uh, four six three 
No, no, so no. So I think, that, I, think be, I need to adjust just, that. Yeah, yeah. It'll be okay. faster than that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, laser time, it could be four or fives, but Jay, 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 Jay was not running four or six. <laughs> no. Um, well, I'm just okay. saying, like, there was just straight up, like, you know this, but you've watched him obviously a lot longer than I have, but the the what you see on the field is how I really gauged the 40 time, and it was just like, there's not a lot here. Like, there's a lot of short area quickness and short area opportunities, but – Downfield, there's just you don't get to see him open it up. I don't think very often. So, yeah, for sure, man. Um, all right, let's talk about J- J- Javon Baker. That's the. Why don't you open it up with him? I'll oh, tell you. yeah, man, he's good. He's this he's, is he's a, good. I mean, I'm 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 deciding whether I think coming into the Senior Bowl whether he's the best. It's it's to me it's between okay. number one, number one. No, I was just saying number one. That's all I was saying. To me, it's but to me just on film, it's between and between the film and the metrics and everything else. It's between him, it's between Brendan Rice, and it's between Xavier Leggett. And with Leggett, it was just the just the explosion of the final season. But there's the worry that he's kind of a one-year wonder type of player. Um, Baker, man, he he's the kind of guy that I look at and I watch, and I say, dude, there's a lot of comps that I can see to this dude that that you know, given his given his play style that I think are very, very good. He's an exciting guy, but you're the one who, who did the eval. I just, I, I just watched three or four games. I'm interested to hear what your, what your breakdown is. I, I, I love Javon Baker. And, and to, be, to be quite frank with you, and you know, the, the dog ratings aren't going to come out until probably April 1, but this kid's early and early in the clubhouse for top dog, Trey Palmer-esque in this class. And again, he's a different player than Trey Palmer is, but I'm talking about the mentals, the fortitude, how he plays all those things. So I think he's early in the doghouse or early in the clubhouse to be the dog of the year. Uh, <laughs> he's early in the doghouse. <laughs> early in the doghouse. He is early in the doghouse. He's the first dog in there. Um, yeah. Projected 40, got him at four, five, three, six, one, two Oh eight. Javon Baker from central Florida. Uh, he spent a couple years in Bama. Didn't do anything. Uh, went to transfer, tried to transfer to Kentucky, uh, and something fell through through the process, whether it was uh, you know transcripts, whatever it was, doesn't matter. He ended up at Central Florida over Central Florida the last couple of seasons. That's really when he's kind of taken that next step forward. Again, the first two years at Bama, uh, 15 yards as a freshman, 101 yards as a sophomore. Again, lined up with all the dogs at Alabama. It was Devonta Smith, Mechie, Waddle, Jamison, Isaiah Bond, Jermaine Burton. They were all there. So he's like, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm done. He goes to UCF his junior season, 56 receptions, 796 yards, five touchdowns, doubles down this year, uh, all Big 12 honors uh, as a wide receiver, 1,139 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, I think he lacks high-end downfield speed, but I think he, he'll he test fine. He's not going to test explosively. Again, I said I had him at a 4-5-3. I think he's currently projected. I'm projecting him anyway for the late third round of the NFL draft. We don't really have an age on him by any means. Um, his market share is 23% receptions, 34% receiving yards, and 30% of the team touchdowns. He was a four-star prospect coming out again. Went to Bama. Uh, strong hands. Uh, strong hands catcher. I think he shows patience with the before the ball arrives. Shows his hands to the defend before he shows his hands to the defender. Uh, he averaged seven point two yards after catch per reception, which was nineteenth among qualifiers in the Division One. Forty nine of his fifty two receptions fin- finished in first downs or touchdowns. Forty nine of fifty two. 
Uh, teams might have to live with more drops than they'd like. Uh, he had 14 over the last two seasons, which I didn't love. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway that I had with him, and again, this can be said for a lot of people, um, but my my biggest takeaway was if Baker put the same statistics and accolades up at Alabama, we'd be talking about him as a first-round selection in fantasy rookie drafts this spring. The difference is he left Bama went to Central Florida, did the damn thing. And I and I, I was just thoroughly impressed with really overall how he plays in this Gus Malzahn offense. Um, and they, immediately upon getting to Central Florida, his presence was felt. Three straight 80-plus yard receiving games during that junior season. His suddenness in and out of breaks at a high level. His ball skills are second to few. He's an interesting career. It's uh, super highs and highs winning championships with Bama while not being on the field. Lowe's transferring to Kentucky, going to Central Florida, but he's come through and he's just a he's just a grinder. And I think um, kind of a rookie season expectation, I think, is somewhere in that Chris Godwin type of a tier. I don't think he's comparable to Chris Godwin, but 34 receptions, 500 yard type of a situation. I think he's going to be a guy that translates well to the NFL and he's going to be a guy that's usable as a rookie with upside that you're going to see potentially grow as the season goes on, kind of similar to a Rashi Rice, who is one of my playstyle comps. I have three playstyle comps for him. Don't do that for very many people. Usually it's just one, maybe two, um, but it's kind of a, a levels thing, right? So the first one's Rashi Rice, then it's Robert Woods, kind of Stephon Diggs is the top tier there. I see a little bit of Stephon Diggs in his downfield ability, his route running, um, and I think just like a tiered comp there. Rashi up to Robert Woods, up to Stephon Diggs is kind of where I see Javon Baker. Yeah, I mean Rashi was my high comp praise. Too. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one that I added into the sheet, and you know after I watched him because it, you know it built almost exactly the same size and body, right? Like the size is spot on um, as far as Rashi Rice, and um, I could see him coming in and you know clear. I mean. Well, I mean, maybe I mean the Chiefs still do need help, but he's probably not going to go to the. He's probably not going to get Patrick Mahomes, but. uh you could see him if he goes to a good situation with a with a good quarterback. Him kind of having that same. I I don't think he's doomed to have a Chris Godwin year one. He could come in, so, dude. He's the kind of guy who looks like he could come in and be a be a number one right off the bat. You know, to, yeah. to, to me. Um, whereas I don't. You know, I, I I see that upside with Xavier Leggett too. I'm not sure I see that upside of the year one number one kind of stuff with Brennan Rice, who seems to me like he could just come in and be an awesome year one number two somewhere and maybe work his way up to the number one. Com- I'm not saying that I don't think he could ever be one, right? I just man, I see a dude and uh, I see a dude in Javon Baker that is just hungry. Um, Sick, a ball, a ball snatcher, a, a real my ball kind of guy. Uh, very, um, you know, good economy of motion, violent out, violent out of cuts. Uh, plays with a chip on his shoulder. This kind of, you know, this this kind of dude. And you get those kind of dudes, and like they're just dudes, right? So I, I hope that we have a senior bowl performance here out of him. That um, that is not like Rashi Rice's was, right? Because Rashi Rice, I think whenever I because Rashi Rice has become a different player at the NFL level than I even had him evaluated on film. Because I thought Rashi Rice was more smooth than Javon Baker, right? Rashi Rice felt a little bit more smooth, a little bit more delicate. um, Whereas uh, you know Baker's more of a murderer. If if that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just it's kind of the way that I the way that I see him natural yeah, born murdering baller. Um, 
Rashi Rice kind of became a little bit of that. He became he, he kind of took on a little bit more of that dominant air, and he has through the course of the last you know six or seven games in the NFL. Basically, once he started getting above fifty five percent snap participation, I believe in week was that week eight nine, Kobe something like that. Um, but it's um, uh, Rashi Rice. The one thing we will say about him at the senior, well, he did get better every day of the week. You know, so he's gotten better every. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like the the Jalen Hurts thing. Remember Jalen Hurts, like you know, at Bama, he was good, but then he started to get better at Oklahoma. He's better and better every year in the mm-hmm. pros. He's gotten better and better, 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 better. Rashi Rice, the film was awesome, but then that first day from the Senior Bowl on, when he when he came in like 10, 15 pounds heavy, we were like, "Dang, this guy does not look good." Every day, every step of the way from then till today, the AFC Championship, he's gotten better every single. And I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, Baker, I mean, super excited to see the super excited to see him. We'll see if he has a week. We, we've and look, we've seen with guys like Puka Nakua, Rashi Rice. Um, I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, there haven't been that that many, you know, but we've seen with guys maybe come to the senior bowl that we're not overly impressed with, but the film was still good. You know, we need to keep that in mind with Baker if he comes out and he's maybe not as impressive. You know, we we, we need to remember what we really like about him, but I think he's going to impress there during, during the week in mobile. And if he does, that'll just continue to continue to elevate him. And he's a guy, if he does have a big week at the senior bowl, uh, snowman, what's up in chat. He's, he's asking how fast for the 40. I, I said four five one or so, um, they did. Yeah. He, he was tested at his, um, he was tested because at Alabama, they do all the testing and, and stuff, right, every offseason. And they said that he ran in the 4-4s four there. But I think when he gets a laser time on him, it's probably 4-5-1. Four, 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 I'm not sure where Cody, Cody – where did you project him? I have 4-5-3. Okay, well, yeah. So we're right in the, right in the same right in the same. And that's ballpark, exactly what Rashi Rice ran. Yeah. So I think. I'm not sure. Let me actually check that. I mean, Baker's, Baker's nasty, man. Like the, the, the good thing – the also like one thing – Rashi Rice ran a 4-5-1. There you go. What small nuances that you you realize as you're scouting these guys is just recognizing like patterns, patterns of guys that have massive games and are they against the, you know, the the two lanes and the, the Tulsa's and the and the the lower talents or are they against the big teams? And one thing I noticed with Javon was as soon as they went to the Big 12, big games against Big 12 teams, 3 for 113 against Baylor, 5 for 134 against Oklahoma. Oklahoma game, yeah. Against Texas Tech, like massive. And then he even played in the – because he's a dog, he played in the bowl game against Georgia Tech, 9 for 173 in a touchdown. Just massive games and massive opportunities. Not a guy that is is going to play down against better competition. Yeah. All right, so – Oh, yeah, I mean, with Wit, you know, we've talked about Wit. We've talked about Jaquan Jackson. But I think it's most important here to kind of hammer it in about um, about Javon Baker. So I'm going to ask you how you evaluate him versus guys who I saw as similar and who I considered as as comps. So start in from the. I don't really see anybody like him. In the in the, he doesn't really remind me of anybody from 2020 based on size alone. Um, Maybe, uh, you know, I guess you could. I mean, he's kind of the same. Geez, it's pretty close to – he's actually – he doesn't look like him, but he's kind of pretty close to the same size as Justin Jefferson. But I I, I don't think that that's a, that's a, a comp. Um, how about this one? Um, 2021, how about versus Josh Palmer? I would have taken Javon Baker. Every day of the week. 
What about versus Terrace? What about versus Terrace Marshall Jr.? I had Terrace Terrace Marshall's a little bit bigger, but I had Terrace Marshall ranked pretty pretty high. Terrace Marshall six was six two and a half, two oh five. Was he? I thought he was like closer to six four, six three and a half. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I'm wrong. Terrace Marshall, though, I had him ranked way too high. Okay. I for the for 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 the record, it would have been no question for for me. I would have had Javon Baker over Terrace Marshall. And whether that's right or not is still very much yet to be seen. <laughs> right. Um, okay. What about uh, David Bell from, from Purdue? Baker. Okay. What about versus Dontavion Wicks from Virginia? Coming out, I would have had Baker higher. I would have, I have Baker higher. But that 2021 season, which is, I think, something we'll talk about forever with Dontavian Wicks, and we've talked about it last year too, was if we can get anything close to that 2021 season from Dontavian Wicks the NFL, he's going to be a stud. He's starting well, to look he's good. He's a stud. And I think, yeah. you know, if you, he's Baker's really close to that 2021 Dontavian Wicks. Okay. And then these, I mean, I, what about versus Rashi Rice? I would have pre, during pre, during the process. I would have had Baker based on what I've seen so far ahead of Rashi Rice. Pre Senior Bowl, I would have yes, and 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 I was high on Rashi because I told you coming into the Senior Bowl that my comp for Rashi Rice it's pukey, but again he was projected for 187 pounds. His play style I had him compared to Garrett Wilson, and I, I immediately thought I was wrong when we went to the Senior Bowl. But I was high on Rashi, and I came down. Javon, I'm high on him, and I don't see me coming down. So I think I'm going to end up higher on Javon Baker than Rashi Rice. And this one's just so hard because of what we've seen, but you got to answer it. What about pre-NFL draft? And this is pre-Senior Bowl, of course. You can go back on it. You can go back on it. These guys are – I mean, I know that they're – they don't look alike too much, but they're kind of this, kind of right at the same size. Quentin Johnston. New. No, I'm good there. I'm good on the QJ action there. Give me, give me Javon Baker eight days of the week, seven times on Sunday, and uh, twice at the Senior Bowl. 